you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Good morning, football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live in New York City. It's Friday, February 17th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. That's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Guys, uh, final Friday before the show has a week off. And I just want to say, maybe on behalf of Jason and I, it's been a hell of a first half of a first year together. And this is a hell of a show. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Look at you two. Peter, give it up. They made it. They made it. <laughs> made it. Made it. Jason, now into the unknown. <laughs> <laughs> into the unknown. <laughs> Which is where you started when we got introduced that first day. We were like, Peter, it's the upside down, which now I feel like we're in the ah, upside down. Really? Yeah. Well, listen, guys, 202 days till kickoff. Let's we'll get go. there soon. The 202. It. it was a great uh, game of musical chairs yesterday. It sure was. Um, now we are off and running. Let's do it again today. Are we doing okay. musical chairs again? Sure, let's do it. Play red um, yeah, it's called hook and lateral. Time for the lead okay. block. Lead block. Uh, Nick Sirianni and the Philadelphia Eagles are just five days removed from a massively disappointing loss in Super Bowl 57 to the Chiefs. Yesterday, Sirianni and uh, GM Howie Roseman spoke about how this loss will drive the team forward and about Jalen Hurts' future in Philadelphia as their quarterback. We were there. We were close. And all that does to me is make me hungrier to, to get back. And that's about the last time you'll hear me say get back because what you're going to say, you're going to hear me say is what? And we're going to do it one day at a time, one day at a time, one day at a time because that's the right mindset. We talk about climbing the mountain. We were we climb the mountain. We look one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time. Don't. And then we slip right before we were able to put our flag at the top of the mountain. All that does is make you more determined, driven to make that climb again, to get back to the top. We'll keep all the contract talks internal, but we definitely would like to keep Jalen Hurts here long term. We have a little bit of time here, too, to kind of figure it out and and get away and discuss that. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the most important thing is keeping our our best players here. And Jalen's uh, certainly one of our best players. All right, let's sift through the branches on all that that both Sirianni and Roseman said, not only about the team, the loss, but where they go with Jalen Hurts. A lot of the a lot on the plate of this team as they try to mount a Super Bowl campaign in 2023. So um, let's fill in the blank here, Peter. Uh, the Eagles' biggest hurdle this offseason will be. There's something that the NFL will call the word brain drain, the mm-hmm. term brain drain. Sure. It's when good teams have success, the rest of the league looks to those teams and they want to take pieces mm. of the intellectual property. And it's not the players necessarily, but it's the coaches. And we've already seen it. The Arizona Cardinals had a raucous press conference for Jonathan Gannon. You think they're bringing in Lombardi yesterday, the way they brought him in. And he was so excited to be part of the Arizona Cardinals organization as their head coach. So that's one major piece of the defense is gone. The Indianapolis Colts, a couple days earlier, introduced their head coach, Shane Steichen. He was emotional and thanked every single member of that Philadelphia Eagles offense. He went one by one. He's thanking Boston Scott for what he provided to him when he was in Philly. He's now in Indianapolis. So now you have two coaches gone. We say, all right, 
the elevate. No, no, no. When these two coaches leave, they've got to fill their staffs, and their staffs are going to be 20 people deep. So it might not be the next quarterback's coach who's going with them, but there might be someone who's a quality control coach who is really important. He's coming with one of them. It might be someone who's on the equipment staff that he really has a great relationship. He's coming with them. I think they're going to be picked apart like a carcass right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Like by make, vultures? Like vultures. Buzzards? Because you look at the names that you're hearing, and I've mentioned Brian Johnson as an offensive coordinator possibility to be bumped up. That's awesome. He's 35 years old. He's never called plays in the NFL. He's going to take over for offensive coordinator is the assumption. Well, let's see. And then defensive coordinator, they still don't have a name that's a favorite. Denard Wilson's who I mentioned. It's internal. But then maybe they go outside the box. The, the point of this, you have 13 free agents, and we'll get into that. But mm. the coaching staff was so good in Philly, and you've had the two main pillars on offense and defense because Steichen calls the plays and Gannon called the plays. And I know Jonathan Gannon is not the hero of Philadelphia right now based on that Super Bowl performance, giving up 31 points on defense. That's rough. That said... That guy had his guys dialed in all season long, and they put up a huge, huge season statistically. Mm. Those guys being gone is huge. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they replace those guys and all the people that they bring with them. Because they will poach a couple. It might not Mm. be the biggest names, but they will take guys Mm -hmm. with them to their new Mm -hmm. staffs. Yeah, and that's the biggest point to me is when you talk about those two are gone, but who are they pulling off the staff that now maybe Sirianni wants to elevate, but some of them you can't elevate high enough to the positions that they'll be pulled into. And you talked about the brain drain, and I want to talk about the free agents they have because a lot of these players that are going to be free to sign anywhere in the league played huge roles for them this season to get them to the Super Bowl. And to me, for Howie Roseman, the decision has to be made now as you look at this list. Some of these guys are older. Some may retire. Some may still want to play. But you now have to make the decision who are you going to invest in and bring back? And I think now for them, as you're looking at the offseason, those are the hard decisions that you have to make. The Philadelphia Eagles have two first-round draft picks in this year draft. Some of these guys, as good as players they are, you have to say, hey, we appreciate what you've done for the Philadelphia Eagles, but we have to move on, and you have to try to draft the replacements. Some of the guys on the roster, you already have the replacements. They just haven't gotten their opportunity to play. And whenever you go through this process, when you've been as good as they were this season, and you let go of notable players, it's tough for all the fans everywhere. It's tough for the locker room, but it's a part of the process. And I think you have to do that because when you look at Jalen Hurts, now going to be going into the last year of his contract. Mm -hmm. This is a prime time to try to secure him, get a deal done, and have him be there for the future. And now the decision not only is what players are we bringing back, who's going to be our nucleus, but how much are we going to pay Jalen Hurts? We saw what's transpired with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore of trying to agree on what that number is going to be after the Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray. They and still all can't of these, do it, Jay. You still can't. We got and, nothing. And that's the debate right now. What are we going to do? Are we going to give him the 200-plus million guarantee that Cleveland gave Deshaun Watson? Are we going to try to go into the draft and build around and say, hey, with our quarterback position, we don't want to give our entire salary cap to him. Those decisions have to be made, and now you have to do this moving he forward. He was awesome on Sunday. He was amazing. <laughs> What's going to get you to the mountaintop? Those are the decisions that Sirianni just said that you have to make this offseason if you think you're going to be able to get back to that spot they got to this year. It's fun to say brain drain. I like oh, that term. Brain, brain drain. drain. Brain drain sounds like a drink I'm going to have on the beach next week. Ooh. Can I get another brain drain? Ooh. It's one of those Shit. freezer things that spins around. You know those? Many straws in it. <laughs> 
<laughs> so and it has like straws. a, a, a circular... Another brain drain here, please. <laughs> <laughs> to Gannon! To Steichen! Yeah! yeah. Uh, to Kyler! I, I want it. Listen, it's so hard to get back. It's so hard to win again. I, I was watching the mic'd up of the Super Bowl, and after the Bradbury penalty, they have Kelsey, mm. Jason Kelsey mic'd up, and he's just on the sideline. He's going, they're going to call that? They're going to call... Well, that's game. That's game, guys. And he just knew it. He just knew it was over. They didn't get back last time. They won the Super Bowl, and they actually won. It took years and new coaches and new quarterbacks. I just think now that we're sitting here, it's okay to say this. Like, they got some big breaks, this team. They, they, things really bounced their way. And I mean, the NFC title game was bizarre, and I don't discredit them at all. The best team that they were going to face was broken five seconds into the game. I think the hottest team and the most dangerous team in the NFC this year was the Lions, and they didn't get in. I just think the NFC is going to get better. I think that's how it's going to work through the draft, through free agency, and the Eagles will too. I just think there's going to be so much more competition next year. And we looked at the AFC. It was this absolute gauntlet and this Lord of the Flies thing with all these talented <laughs> teams and who's going to survive and the best team did. The NFC was weird and it was flat and it was like the Rodgers thing didn't work. The McVay thing was wildly yeah. broken. The Brady thing kind of petered out. And then he was left with like, okay, well, can we beat Daniel Jones for the third time? We'll just slap the Giants around. And then the Niners game was over in the first 10 seconds. It was over. And then we're there and then they couldn't beat the Chiefs. I don't think you can run that album back. I, I just think the NFC is going to be way more talented through the draft and free agency because so many teams were so bad. And then I just think they're not going to have that kind of luck again. So brain drain, sure. Jalen Hurts, sure. All these old aging players and all that. I think there's going to be a much tougher NFC field next year mm. like there was last time. I mean, you met the Nick Foles Super Bowl, this amazing thing where they outplayed Tom Brady. They get right back to the playoffs. They lose to the New Orleans Saints because Alshon Jeffrey drops a pass and the Superdome and it's like, they were still great, but they weren't good enough. It's very tough to get back. It's interesting. I, I interviewed Brett Veach, the GM of the Chiefs, yep. right after the game on the field and I'm like, you guys are down 10 points. Was there ever a doubt? And he's like, he said, like on camera, he's, the AFC was significantly better than the NFC this year. Mm. Our road was significantly harder. We had mm. to beat significantly better teams. Like we knew that mm. adversity hits, we'll be ready. I, I think it's fascinating because to your point, Stafford's injury paired with Rodgers' team falling apart, all that stuff, there wasn't that emerging. And it kind of was like the Eagles were the only great team. The Niners were an amazing team. Yeah. Amazing. Got, they yeah. could have beaten yeah. the Eagles. And then just this terrible circumstance that's yeah. not the Eagles' fault, not the Niners' fault. I think the NFC had two great teams, and one of them got broken. Yeah. You know? And then there was a third team that won a bunch of games, but they weren't that good either in the Vikings. Yeah. That experience, yeah. too, in the that's NFC true. North was strange, but they right. weren't that talented when you really put the test in the postseason. Yeah. Peter, it was really fun the week leading up to the Super Bowl watching you do the segments on like how to build a champion because mm -hmm. every team does it differently, and whether it takes you five years to do it or the Rams one year to do it, and the bricks look different for every team the Chiefs in one way I look at the Eagles and this like sexy term we came up with with those four guys in the trenches the core four yeah. they drafted those guys back in 2010 11 old 12 heads. and 13 the old heads Unks. three of those BG Jason Kelsey Fletcher Cox free agents you got to figure that out Lane Johnson is still going to be with the Eagles through 2025 but the Eagles I think this characteristic of this team and why they won was because of those four guys Dinner table conversation at my house now revolves around talking about who's going to draft where, and I know that's like a fun exercise to do, and I'm always like, go for the flashy guy, but then my husband Sam is like, draft on the line, on the line, and then he always like brings me down to reality of like, that's where you build your team, and the top 10 guys aren't going to go anywhere. And Jamie, you talk about that at dinner? We no? talk about that at dinner. <laughs> really? Yeah. I thought it was going to be about children's shows. No, we, play, we play like general manager. Like, Bluey. what would you do if you were the GM of whatever, wow. and Sam's just like, you have to draft on the line, which I always think is like so boring, but then I look 
look at that full screen. Ball I'm like, is life. Ugh. Ball is life. But also, like, <laughs> it's true. It's true. You get a great guy. But the problem is, they've been waiting 10 years to have two Super Bowl appearances. And they won the first one. And there was the second one. And it was the last year where three of those four guys were under contract with that team. What are they going to do? How are they going to get back? Because a lot of those Jalen Hurts highlights are because the offensive yeah. line was amazing. Yeah. So he's not going to be able to play that great if the line isn't solidified yeah, so once again. They drafted Cam Jurgens last year. So there's a natural replacement for Kelsey already yep. in-house. They drafted Jordan Davis, a natural replacement. N'Kobe Dean's mm. there. Like, they've got the guys ready. So, if, look, if Brandon Graham's like, I need X amount of dollars, that could be a hard mm. discussion. Those are the oh. decisions that you have yeah. to make. Yeah, last Crazy. night, uh, Brooke and I were having this debate at the dinner table about whether or not Jonathan Gannon can maximize mm. Kyler's talents. And she's going the other way, and I'm saying, no, we need an old-school guy. This is what we talked about no blippy, last night. No blippy talk? No, no, we're talking, uh, we're talking Cardinals front office. Mm. We, we live and breathe this stuff. That's what you guys do. Yeah. What are the Monty Austinfort was on the table. We have dinner Inter- while they're watching Bluey. Yeah. So like yeah. they're they're occupied with the screen, which we love the screens. Love that and screen. then I'm like, you know, sweet, sweet the Colts screen. have the yes. fourth overall pick. Why don't they go after this quarterback? He's like, I don't know. Like they should go for alignment. I'm like, it's always so logical. Oh, it's annoying. If you knew the Kansas City Chiefs were going to have the best offense in the National Football League, let me hear you say, oh! Na-na, na-na. That's a good one right there. I like that one right there. If you knew Chris Jones was going to be the best defensive player in the nation, let me hear you say, oh, na na na. That feels so good, don't it? Let me hear you say, oh, na na na. All right, all right. And with that audition, Travis Kelsey finds himself to join a list of athletes on March 4th alongside musical guest Kelsey Ballerini to host SNL. I think he'll be great at it. What do you guys think about Travis Kelsey hosting Saturday Night Live? Peter and Kyle could pretty much take this one away as it compares to the 90s SNL. Run. No, I, I I like this crew of SNL. I feel like we've got some some guys, but I like the opportunity of our show being a part of it. Let me explain. Go on, go on. I like this part of it. The <laughs> First cold thing you said. open is a mainstay at SNL. Sure. It's before the monologue. It's how it starts. I would love the producers and Travis Kelsey to do a parody of our program. And I have have taken the liberty to cast Great. said oh. segment. Okay. Jason McCourty, you'll be played by the legend Keenan Thompson. Okay. okay. You are African American, so is he. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, you will it. be Colin Jost. White guy? White guy. Yeah. Little punchable face. Punchable face. Sounds like me. That is you. Great. Oh no. Jamie, my dear. You are going to be played by Kate McKinnon. Great. Okay. And I'll be played by Bowen Yang. Tell us about Bowen Yang. Bowen Yang is a comedian who is the breakout star of SNL. Oh. He um, has no resemblance to me. Doesn't and sound yet, like it. No, and yet I would like Bowen Yang to oh, play me in a segment. Travis Kelsey, in the segment as it goes, comes out and we're all doubting the Chiefs. We're all doubting the Chiefs. And he breaks through a wall and he says, this show stinks and the media stinks and you all stink. Ladies and gentlemen, our musical guest is Kelsey Ballerini. Saturday Night Live. It's great. <laughs> and is Bowen Yang going to say, like, instead of lead block, it's live from New York, it's yes. Saturday. Is that nice. how you do it? That's pretty cool. That's I, as, with respect to Bowen Yang, <laughs> can Daryl Hammond can walk yeah. out of the announcer's booth and play Peter Strager? I'd be so impression. honored. That'd be great. I have one thought on Kelsey, aside from Peter's, which is awesome. <laughs> In the creative meeting in the writer's room, Travis, 
Don't let them do the thing where the cast members crash the monologue. I always feel like that is a crutch for maybe people who aren't performers, athletes, where you're, you're walking in, all of a sudden, oh, Keenan here, when they have a little banter, because I feel like that is a, an aid to people who can't carry the monologue. Travis, you can carry it. If they start pitching that the other people are going to crash the monologue, stick Questions in the crowd. Yeah. Oh, oh. excuse me, Travis. <laughs> Those things work, but I, there is such a very transparent aid to people who maybe can't carry mm. it, and I think Travis can that's it. I could listen to these two. Unpack SNL all day You're the long. first NFL player to ever host it. Fran Tarkenton. Really? Way back wow, in the cool. Ever. Yeah. I, Heidi Gardner, diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan. Member of the... You know, Melissa Etheridge should have been the musical guest. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Peter, does this one the season changes over for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on to the next. Yeah, we're on to the next. 202. We're script. I mean, the combine's loaded with talent. So, like, I'm already in draft mode. It's great. The Saturday of the combine, we've got all the quarterbacks. It's going to be amazing. And then Saturday night, you've got Travis Kelsey hosting SNL. I think NFL is going to dominate March. Mm. You know, my hot take is mm. that um, off-season good morning football is better than in-season good morning football. I love it. I love off-season good morning football. I'm ready to go. That's Off a very the rails. good spin for you. Yeah. Let's right. talk about the combine. Here's a look at some of the key dates, as Peter mentioned, uh, coming up in this off-season, which is apparently where we swim as a show. <laughs> Busy month ahead. Lots of team questions to answer. We're going to cover every single one of them. Peter will be going to Indianapolis all week long. Yep. I get to go on Saturday to see some of the guys work out at the Combine, which I'm very excited about. And uh, Jason knows everything about football. He doesn't have to go. He just kind of hops in on the show and is just like, let me just riff off these draft players. I got this. Mm -hmm. I'll be here working. Which team will be the most fascinating? And Kyle's going to be having his seventh brain drain. <laughs> I'm going to drink so many brand drinks. It's incredible. <laughs> you should come up with a drink and what that means and what's yeah. in it. What's in a brand drink. a fuzzy navel. I'm it's like a Long Island iced <laughs> tea with a beer in it yeah. or something. What team is most fascinating to follow this offseason in terms of storylines and whatnot? Yeah, there's a lot of teams that are young teams up and coming. We talked about the Lions and different teams that finished the season so strong. I'm going with a team that did not finish strong, didn't start strong. I'm going with the L.A. Rams. Mm. That is a team I think is going to have a very interesting offseason. Sean McVay decided to come back and coach and Sean McVay offensive mastermind a really good football coach he didn't come back to tank or go through a rebuilding season McVay's back there he's retooling his coaching staff he wants to win one issue that the Rams have is they don't have a first round draft pick haven't had one mm -hmm. for seven straight drafts the last one they had they drafted Jared Goff huh. they're also over the cap by 10 plus million so for the Rams you have to figure out all right we had a tough season, a ton of losses after winning a Super Bowl. We want to get back to the top. What are the moves that we're going to have to make? How are we going to sign free agents and do different things? Well, a lot of the things being floated around rumors right now is a trade of a guy like Jalen Ramsey, a guy that is still extremely good, extremely talented, and one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. The Rams didn't have a great year this season. Jalen Ramsey started slow, but finished the season strong. What are they going to do with him and other guys that are high when it comes to their salaries and their cap space? 
Are they going to restructure a ton of guys? Are you going to decide to trade some away, have to cut some of those players to add some young talent on their roster? For me, as I look at the Rams, I'm interested to see the worst season after winning a Super Bowl, how they respond this next season. Now that McVay has decided to come back, Raheem Morris is back. Mm. A lot of these coaches, and that he's added new ones too, where do they go from here? Fired a bunch of coaches. Yeah. Like, tried to do something, tried to shake something up. My question is, do you bring back Baker Mayfield or not? <clears throat> Would you, knowing mm. that Stafford's health was not 100%? Just like, be yeah. Baker to just be the QB2? And in yeah, case of I don't know. Mm. What's Baker going to demand on the free, free yeah. agent market? We'll see. He was good for them. Yeah, he was, was really good. I can't imagine the Rams having two dog seasons in a row and yeah. those weird injuries and everything. But I'm gonna, I, mean, I think it's, it's interesting team's going to be the Chicago Bears. We know they have the number one overall pick in the draft. Off-season time, next few months especially, it's GM season. They, they are the stars of this league. They are everywhere. And Ryan Poles is fascinating because I think he's capable of anything. I think he has sh- extreme conviction in his decisions. The whole thing he went through last year with Roquan, where he's like, yeah, you're the best player on our team, but like, no, we're just going to get rid of you. I'm not going to sign you. Right or wrong, Like, I really res- uh, respected the conviction. But also the draft and the offseason is a time for history. Unless Let's just get right into this. Mm. The Bears having the number one overall pick is extremely rare. In fact, they haven't had the number one overall pick since 1947 when they drafted Bob Fenimore. Bob Fenimore came out of Oklahoma A&M College, now known as Oklahoma State. Bob Fenimore held the record for career total offense for about 60 years. Um, So that was was their, uh, their last one. Their first one is even better. <laughs> yeah, we got to go deeper. 1941, the Bears had their first ever number one overall pick. Same year as Pearl Harbor. And George Hallis, who was the owner, the GM, and the coach, mm. drafted a back. That was his position, back. Mm. out of Michigan, named Tom Harmon. Yep. Tom Harmon, who never played for the Bears because he decided to go into film. This is how rare it is. And not only is it that rare for the Bears number, one, Bears number one pick, it was the most absurd of circumstances with the Houston Texans, with Lovey Smith, an ex-Bears coach, going for the win in Week 18, getting the win, and vaulting the Bears into Mark Harmon talking the number one overall pick to the most interesting team. Yes, Jamie? The year that uh, Justin Herbert won the Campbell Award coming out of Oregon, Mark Harmon gave a speech at the right? National Football Foundation like as an honoree. And it was yeah. one of the coolest football speeches ever because he spoke of like his dad and his influence and then him going to UCLA but He's then him man. following his, his dad's footsteps steps into being an actor. It was really cool. Mark Harmon's got to be involved in the draft somehow. He's got to yeah. be at the draft. Yeah. He should do that at the draft in yeah. KC. Uh, if anybody wants a great hidden gem in a Mark Harmon movie, watch a movie called Worth Winning. It's him and three leading ladies and it's just, I love that movie. It's a nuts movie and he's a single man and he's just, it's yeah. incredible. Uh, Mark Harmon, the, the kid was in the bathroom stall the entire time and still got the highest grade on um, the test. Because he was dancing as a Chippendale. <laughs> Remember that guy? Yeah, that guy was great. Yeah, love like that, that guy. He looked like Jim Carrey, but he yeah. was Great transition. We go from one Hollywood superstar to a team that's looking to get some Hollywood glow going. The Raiders moved to Vegas a couple years ago, and they went to the playoffs two years ago. They have a new coach now. Like, what are the Raiders doing at quarterback? They let go of the franchise guy nine years with the team, and they don't have a backup plan. There is no, like, well, we're letting go of him because we have him. If you're thinking they're all in on Rodgers, the Packers hold the keys to that. If yeah. you're thinking the Raiders are happy with Stidham, I, I don't think it's going to be just Stidham. I have to think there's somebody else. So, to me, the Las Vegas Raiders, a veteran team up and down the roster with a coach in Josh McDaniels that is now going into year two with a lot of people wondering, like, well, what is the plan? 
I find the Raiders fascinating in year two for McDaniels and Ziggler. I want to see what they do. I would think they're not going young guy at quarterback. I would think that this team is such a veteran squad. Look at Deuce Gruden still, still in the roster. I love it. They're he's still, still in the company? Still there. Good for him. Deuce, he's like, I'm my own man. Yeah. I'm going to be doing this. I don't care. I'd like to think they're going to go all in on Rodgers. I would like to think that Devontae Adams is there and say, hey, let's make this push and let's actually get over the top and let's go Rodgers. I don't know if that's a sure thing. I don't know if, A, the Packers are trading. I don't know if the Jets are going to offer more. I, I can't say that Rodgers is coming for sure to Vegas. So if not Rodgers, then who? Garoppolo, of course, played for McDaniels, and I'm sure they have a great relationship. Is Jimmy Garoppolo an upgrade from Derek Carr? No. I don't know. So, look, in the moment, Derek Carr wasn't working. We're gone. He's gone. He's going to go somewhere else. You got to get better. Yeah. I don't know if there's a guy out there waiting. Can I ask a question about yeah. Derek Carr? So this whole thing where he is not accepting a trade and wouldn't say, yes, I'll extend the contract and everything, do you think if they had handled the end of it differently, he would feel that way? Like, the way that they shut him down midseason, if they had let him play out on his own terms and treat him a little differently, might he be a little more magnanimous in the terms of his well, contract? You could go no one or two ways. You could say they benched him, which happens any team, and he fled the team, and he quit on the team uh -huh. and said, I'm not going to be around. We right. don't know the story, but it could also be that the Raiders told him, don't go around. Like, that's the question mm -hmm. of how this thing ended. But to your point, no way he was going to let them get some compensation for him. He, d he might make $10 million less. Yeah out of just the fact that I wasn't going to let the Raiders determine my fate. And the fact of once they made the decision that, hey, we don't want to move forward with him, if he continues to play those last few games and gets injured mm. to the point where now you can't release him, now he's on the roster, you don't want Protect him, and you owe him $40 million for that season. Okay. So. And that all sounds very logical, which then leads me to think that it may just have been straight up handled poorly. Like, did mm. they approach him? Did they did they frame it in the wrong way? Because all of those things make sense. He is an emotional person. He wears his emotion. We see it in press conferences. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah. knowing that about him and, like, be, you know, considering if you're in those meeting rooms, like, you, you'd have to think, like, okay, let's handle this the right way, have those conversations the right way. So you kind of think, like, did the Raiders just no, no. botch it? No, no. Um, how sweet would it be for the Bears, the Vikings, and the Lions if Aaron Rodgers was not in that division? It'd probably be good. It'd, It'd be, be really good. good for the Lions. I think the Lions are going to be great next year. Mm. I'm really excited about them. Two first-round picks in the 2023 draft. They have a ton of draft capital, uh, cap space, excuse play. me, available in 2023. <laughs> and the way that they played the last six games of the season, now they have a, a most notable free agent that they have to bring back and should bring back is Jamal Williams. He was on the show saying that he wants to return as a running yeah. back. DJ Shark one. is an option on the outside, but there's also a couple wide receivers you can get in the draft. But to have two, two first-round picks and to have money to spend implies that you could trade to get more draft picks if you'd like. You could keep, but they have money to spend go out and get veterans to bring to a team. Now, they've lost two assistant coaches over the last week, both to Carolina. Deuce Staley went, as well as uh, Todd Wash, who was a defensive line coach. So I just think they were already good. Yeah. And then to have that much wiggle room financially and that many draft picks, they have six total, I believe, or seven. I keep getting mixed up with the Eagles. But um, the Lions, I think, could be great. And they're going to be really fun to watch. I, all could, I could already sense uh -huh. they're the team this summer. Yeah. I was thinking that same thing. They're the darling. Who's going to take them to win the Super Bowl, though? That's like, that's, that's the extreme. Peter, let me ask you. There are a couple of mock drafts I saw had the Lions taking a, a quarterback. 
Really? Yeah, because of the cap hit that yeah, uh, Goff takes in like next year and the year after. That's interesting. Yeah. And I, that surprised me when I first read it, but then when yeah. I saw the reasoning behind it, I thought That's that was curious. Yeah. Mm. Nothing's uh, off the table. Nothing's When's your mock coming out? You doing a mock? We wait till after the combine. All this stuff is nonsense until after we know what's going on. Interesting. Mm. Until Peter can lay his eyes on him. Then he okay. It's not even lay my eyes. Let's talk to the general managers. Let's get some actual info. I like the mock drafts, but I think even the guys who do them on our network, Daniel Jeremiah, Br Bucky Brooks, they would tell you combine is when it gets okay. a little Mm. Yeah. Hey, there's nothing like retiring after you win a Super Bowl, the ultimate walk-off. And that's what Chiefs backup quarterback Chad Henney was able to do with a beer in his hand after he won Super Bowl 57 last week. He's on the show. He's going right. to talk about the game, right. his career, and what he does after. Awesome, dude. Proud Michigan man. We love Chad yeah. Henney. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The St. Mahomes, this is the real deal right here. Our next guest played for three different teams over the span of 15 years in the NFL. And after winning a Super Bowl on Sunday, he has finally decided that it was time to hang up the cleats. Let's give a warm welcome to two-time Super oh, yeah. Bowl champion, two-time playoff oh. hero, hey. Mr. Chad. What up, Chad? Chad, what's up, man? Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm rocking your jersey with pride here. Uh, I got this after the Cleveland win a couple years ago. And then, of course, you had your Jacksonville game this year. And there's been a whole lot in between. But Sunday night on the field, you announced your retirement immediately following the game with the confetti falling. You ride off into the sunset after 15 years, two rings and countless memories. Was this something you had planned for a while or was it just the emotions of the evening that you decided this is the time? Yeah, I felt like going into the season that I was I was ready to retire talking to family members some of my teammates knew not a lot of them but we're excited obviously with this win i grew up right outside of philadelphia so definitely means a lot more but excited for new comings and uh spend more time with family for sure chad take us back a couple weeks uh, the, the sports world was watching patrick mahomes and his ankle it was a topic of discussion from the initial injury through the afc championship to the super bowl now i know the old adage of like i'm always ready to go in but the last couple weeks of a playoff push into the Super Bowl, you must have had a different approach to every snap, every series, every practice. What was going on in your mind, in your preparation, not only through his own uh, recovery process, but also when you saw him limp off the field during the Super Bowl? Yeah, it's it's always those moments, right? It couldn't just happen in a regular season game. Not that it doesn't count, but the biggest moments in the playoffs and uh I always just taught myself to prepare like I'm a starter. Obviously, I had those opportunities earlier on in my career, but never took that for granted. I think every time I went out there, each and every week, I had a certain routine that I went through, and I kept along with it throughout my career, and that prepared me for those moments. Chad, I'm getting nostalgic with you retiring just because you're one of those guys that I feel like I remember when you came in, and now it's over. I mean, I, I have vivid memories of you in the Capital One Bowl beating the Tim Tebow Gators, and now you're sitting here retiring a two-time Super Bowl champ. Oh, when you look back, to either Michigan or Miami or Jacksonville or now, like, what are the moments that ding for you that make you a little nostalgic? 
I think anything that goes into it, it's all about relationships. I think the people that I met, the coaches, the players, the organizations, I'll always remember that. And those are the memories that will stick with me. Obviously, the adversity that you face throughout your career only makes you better, makes you better as a player, makes you better as a person of life. And I think um, all those memories will, will resonate for sure. Yeah, and to play for three teams over the span of your 15-year career is just amazing, all the way back to being the 57th pick in that 2008 draft. What was special about this year's Kansas City Chiefs team? There were so many doubters, as you guys have said, as, as you were at the parade. What was special and different after going through everything you guys did this offseason and in the division? I think we were still hungry. I mean, from last year, obviously losing against uh, Cincinnati and the AFC Championship, that group of guys were still hungry, and we wanted to get back to the big stage. Obviously, we had new faces that came in, but we have great leadership in, in our locker room. Obviously, it starts with Coach Reed and what he does, but Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, those guys go out each and every day in practice. They work their butts off, and they brought around, along the new guys, and I think that's what's so great about this organization. New guys come in, they step up, and they have a, a, a great game or a great year. Chad, we were talking during the commercial break, and you were wondering aloud how we get up this early every morning to do a TV show. What's well, easy when you have great topics to talk about, like, for example, Travis Kelsey hosting Saturday Night Live, which is happening. It's coming. We did a whole segment on Travis hosting the show. Give us a little scouting report on your boy. How's it going to go? What's he going to do? Like, what do you, are you looking forward to this as much as we are? Oh, absolutely. I mean, what's he going to do? Nobody knows what he's going to do. I mean, he's so witty. At any given point, he's going to step up there, do something funny, or just have a great comment. I remember after after the Super Bowl win, I mean, we had chain smokers. He's up there dancing. He's creating. He's mixing up. I call it techno. Everybody calls it EDM. I think it's the same stuff. They always make fun of me for saying that stuff. But uh it's definitely going to be a great show. It's got a great personality, and uh, it's awesome to be a part of it with him and uh, be friends with him. Chad, we had a ton of fun yesterday on the show recapping the parade, and we might not have laughed harder this season than watching Matt Nagy oh, yeah. just get after it. <laughs> uh, who was the MVP of the parade, and did you know Coach Nagy had those moves? I didn't know he had those moves. I mean, I actually just saw the video yesterday when the guy sent him through the text thread, and uh, that, that was awesome. Just having him with us this year was unbelievable. The guys that won MVP, I don't know. I got to say Watson going to the hospital and some of those guys going to the hospital. I know everybody saw the, the guy pushing the wheelchair looked like exactly like me. You know, I'm in disguise there, but unbelievable yeah. that those guys, you know, couldn't control it and uh, just end up in their own home at the, at the end of it. They were safe and sound, and they, uh, they had a nighty night. They went to bed. It was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> now that you're done with the career, you know, you've always been such a great ambassador for the sport and such an awesome leader for your teams. What's next for you? Do you have a vision to becoming a broadcaster, a coach? Do you want to work uh, in the front office, or do you just want to, for now, just be dad? Yeah, I mean, we're going to move back to Pennsylvania in the next couple of weeks. That's where we grew up, and uh, we'll put the kids back in school. I'll be more involved in their um, lives as well, and then I'll try to start training quarterbacks on the side, see where that goes, and maybe just help out the high school. I would love to coach college or NFL. I just feel like right now it's just too many hours. 
I'll miss my family time and uh, just feel like that that's the best route to go for me right now. Well, if you're in the Philadelphia uh, area, I think having Chad Henney as a quarterback coach sounds pretty good. We're going to do a segment called Mad Minute with you, Chad. This is presented by Bud Light, which I know you're a fan of. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll put a minute on the clock and you will answer four questions. We're just going to ask you one. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's do it. You had this amazing career at Michigan. Who was the best player you played against in college? Probably Vince Young, Rose Bowl. Mm. Vince Young in the Rose Bowl, a classic game. All right, the most athletic receiver that you have ever played with? Ooh, I would say Braylon Edwards comes to mind in Michigan and Tyreek Hill. We were on this one yesterday, and now we want your expert opinion. Okay. Who would you rather have by your side in a zombie apocalypse, Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey? Uh, as we talked about Travis, I mean, he's so witty. I think he can come up with anything, and we could defeat the world, obviously, with all his energy and uh, his personality. Right. So I'm going with Travis. Mm -hmm. Outwit out the zombies. Mm -hmm. Can't go wrong with either one. Who's got louder fans, Chiefs at Arrowhead Ooh. or the Michigan fans? Here we go. Big let's, go. Let's, go. let's go. Let's go, Chad. You, you can't put me on. I'm going to say both. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to say You were tired. It's easy. <laughs> no way. <laughs> That's incredible. I'm not going that right. Pennsylvania high school football fans is the answer. I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we right? Wilson yeah. High School. Chad, on behalf of our show, we want to just congratulate you on an awesome career. Yes. Your moments against the Browns three years ago yeah. and against the Jaguars this year is on the field. But we know all the stuff that you did for Mahomes and for that team off the field. Just an awesome ambassador of the game. And congratulations, man. Great job, Chad. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.